Hello, you're listening to the Solid Word Bible Church podcast. Whether you're at work, driving in your car, or getting your workout on, we hope and pray that what you hear today will fill your spirit. Come, join us as we walk through God's Word together. But as I thought through this message, I really struggled with um, which one, which title to choose, so I included them both. That's, it's a little long. I had looked at, um, when I looked at it was first the parents God chose for his son, and then I looked at the home that God chose for his son, and both to me were equally important. So I just put both the parents and the home God chose for his son. And understand that is important. No, God didn't choose them because they were this. But God were highlighting the kind of people they were, you know, as they received him choosing them. There was nothing about Mary and Joseph before God chose them that he said, oh, y'all are worthy to be chosen. Because no one would have chosen this couple. They were so out of the way. They were so unknown. They were so on the fringe that you and I would not have chosen them. We wouldn't have even gone to the area in which they were from. And so when I look at this and I look at both in the Luke text and in the Matthew text, what God shows us, it is for us to understand in part what God looks at and expects as he chooses to bring his son to you. And so this morning, I want to look at the Christ of Christmas, the parents and the home God chose for his son. I really want to thank our brothers who came before. I want to thank Brother Mark Vanest um, for bringing the genealogy and allowing us to see God's mindset, God's hand at work as he brought the word. And then I want to thank Minister and Elder Wright for how he brought out of Luke and how God in the Christ of Christmas changes us. And then last week, um, my brother Cletus, youth pastor, how he brought, you know, just our response to Christ. And we see both the world's and those who were wise, but their responses would be. And I thank God for him. As a matter of fact, just to remember our brother Cletus and his family who just got word over the, you know, over, over the weekend that his grandmother had passed away. Praise God. He was able to be with her and see her this week um, and was able to head down and be able to be with her. And yet, we know um, that is tough. And we know the memory of that is tough around the holidays. And so, um, grateful to God that he's able to see her and yet praying for him and his family during this time. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And then go ahead and place your finger in Matthew Chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And 
what I want to do on that is to look at both Mary and Joseph's response, perspective to when God engaged them both about he choosing them to be the vessels to receive his son. Luke chapter 18, I'm mean, sorry, Luke chapter 1, verse 18, I'm sorry, verse 26, sorry, reads as such. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Some of your virgins may have blessed are you among women, but not all manuscripts had that, so it is omitted. But she was eagerly, I'm sorry, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child will be born, therefore the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I'm going to stay here for Mary when we switch to Joseph. I go to the Matthew scripture want us to look at what God is revealing to us through what God is showing us through not only his choice but the response once the person has been chosen first one it says that God himself I love this that he was the one who chose verse 8 and verse 26 starts it off in the sixth month and when they say in the sixth month it's not the six months of the year. It was the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. That's what he was gauging here. So John, who would be the baptizer, six months in the womb, and now Jesus would be conceived. And it says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city called Galilee named Nazareth. Here is what God is letting us know. All of this, this whole thing was God-initiated. There wasn't anything about this that had anything to do with any person or man. Mary and Joseph both were shocked and surprised that they were chosen. 
Just like some of y'all that are sitting here in Christians, you are shocked and surprised that you know Jesus. You cannot believe that you are on your way to heaven. You cannot believe that your eternity is set. You sit here sometimes like me and pinch myself going, I will eternally be with the Lord. And it is not because of anything that I've done. It was by the choice of the Lord. Yes, you responded, but it was by the choice of the Lord. And so when we get here is God having a specific point in time. Please take note of the complete sovereignty, total rule and reign of God in that statement. In the sixth month of the baby, you know, a growing in the womb of a woman that was way past age of having children and God touched sovereignly. In the sixth month of that, God was about to surpass that act with an even more miraculous one. He says here, this woman wasn't supposed to have any. She was way past age. There was no way in any circumstance that she would have it. That's like some of the folks sitting in here. I'm not naming names. I'm not even looking. I'm, I'm looking at that clock. Some of y'all in here, if the Lord had tagged you to have the children at your age, you might pass out. And be like, who, who, me? Lord, I done settled that deal. I don't need to have any. <laughs> Elizabeth was indeed honored and was now John, who would be John the baptizer, was growing in her womb. And so then something else even more grand, but here's the point with it. God's, God's choice. See, for us, we would have gone to the highest of heights, we would have gone to the highest place of status. We would have looked for someone that we deemed worthy of pulling out and bestowing on them this great honor. God did the opposite. It couldn't have been any more out of the way than where he chose. You ever see those, 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 um, if you're watching the video and they're, Zooming in on the earth, and they keep zooming in on the world, and then on the continent, and then on the part, and they keep going down until they get to the space where they want you to understand. I, I, you know what? If anyone was looking at that, and God was zooming in on the earth, zooming in on the continent, and just kept zooming in, we'd be like, where is he going? There's nothing there. At least nothing of worth in anyone's eyes. And so when he chose Galilee, that was already outside of the city of a small area anyway. And then when he went to Nazareth, he'd be like, hold on, God, you must be making a mistake. Because the comment, remember, when Jesus was coming on the scene now in his ministry, the comment was made, can anything good come out of Nazareth? We know what that means. Folk that know where you're from and be like, wow, I'm surprised. You coming from here that you are now here. Because in their mind, nothing good comes out of wherever you're from that they've marginalized. And that's exactly what happened here. So he says, he went to Galilee. Lord, you done missed the turn, Jesus. 
to a town called Nazareth, you are completely lost. To a young woman named Mary, common name then, but to a young man, and, and there was no significance about this person, humanly speaking. As a matter of fact, even from the royal line, really he focused on David, who, I mean, on Joseph, who would be his father adopting him, but the son, but, but, but this was not Joseph's biological son, but Joseph still being of the line of David would count that. And so here is this young girl, some estimate as young as 13, don't pass out. That was normal at that time. Not anymore. As young as 13, many estimates 15. Different time, different place. And she was engaged, not like we have engagements. She was engaged to Joseph. Now understand engagement here really meant, so this was a contract because back then, dad had to pay for you marrying, I mean, so, so, dad, so the, the family of the, of the groom had to pay the family of the bride to take that bride away because you take away that bride, you take away that family help. A little bit about that for me, although there's no payment involved, when I think about my father's and my mother's family, they were both farmers, both of them were from farming families. And they were the oldest in each of their families. And I hear, you know, beyond even when I may want to, all the stories about how hard it was and how much he worked, both of them as oldest. But when they left the family and the farm, so did that help. Thankfully, on my dad's side, there were 10 others after him. Right, or nine, because he had an older sister. And my mother, they were... Some other sisters after her. But the deal becomes when they left, so did all of who they were and brought to the family. Thus, you had to pay. And so the male family had to pay the bride's family. And so that had already happened. The contract was set. The only thing that had not happened was the ceremony. So they were considered married. There wasn't this, we're going to get engaged, and I'm going to break it off, and maybe I'll get it back again, and break it off. No, see, we don't understand that. Engagement then meant you were married, and the only way that you could break it off, according to Jewish law at that time, was to get a divorce. That's why when we get to Matthew with Joseph's response, it says he was looking to divorce her quietly. It was a, wait, bro, you weren't married. Yes, he was. All they were waiting for is the ceremony, but everything else was locked in and they were guaranteed. And so when you get out the way, you get here, God goes seemingly out of the way, but it is totally in his way. Let me just say this, what God is demonstrating to you and I, many times we think it is out of the way to reach to certain people that God is trying to get us to reach out to, that it is out of our way, that it is inconvenient. What you may not realize, it is right in God's way. He is telling you and I, God, I, I, don't, I, I don't want to go there. I left that neighborhood. I left that area. How are you blessing over there? How are you blessing those folk? God says, they're my choice. 
They're right in the center of what I want to do. And boy, that is so good for us to know. There is no place so far out that God can't zero in on you. And that Jesus can't come to. See, Jesus came to the most out-of-the-way place and reached out to everyone else so that those out-of-the-way would know you're included too. And he tells you and I today to remember that. In this simple statement of what he and who he chose. So he says here that, that he gets there and then Mary's response is worth notice. He came to a virgin, betrothed, and said, greetings, which was a normal greeting. Hail, O favorite one, or you that have been favored with grace, with God looking upon you. In other words, there is no deserving. It is purely by his choice. The word for that grace is the same grace that has caused God to look at you and I that we're saved, those of you that know Christ. Same thing. And so what we get here then is he says, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled. You thought that she would rejoice. I, I, Mary was tough. Because if it was me, it would have reading and Curtis getting up off the floor said, who are you? An angel appeared to her and she was troubled. She was agitated. She was bothered, partly because she was afraid, but partly she was like, okay, your greeting makes no sense. She knew who she was and where she was. She knew the little town that she was from. She knew the little back road that, that, that represented her life, and here she is getting an angelic visit. See, some of you right now, you are still in disbelief about what the Lord wants to do in and through you because you're too busy saying you aren't worthy. And the problem is, you aren't. You aren't. But it's because he chose you. Why are you sin? Some of you have a, some of you have a hard time believing the things of God because you are saying, "Why me? This can't be true. Nothing like this ever happens to me." Mary could have said, "Nothing like this ever happens to me." I wonder if she turned around and was like, "Is there someone else in here with me? Because you can't be talking to me." And he looks at her. She's agitated. She's troubled. But you know what? It shows her humility. And then what happens? Mary receives it, and the angel does let his hand some when he says, don't be afraid. So, so, so she probably had some fear in there, which she should have. And he says, don't be afraid. And then he leans in to give instructions. And notice, she's not basking in, oh, I was just wondering when you were going to come. I was wondering when y'all were going to choose me. I was wondering when God was going to notice all that I've done. Says some of us at times. When God decides to bless and choose us for something, and we go, about time, God. I was wondering when you were going to notice all that I've been doing. Please understand. God may notice your faithfulness, but that's not the reason he chose you. 
And then he leans in and says, you have found favor with God and behold, a look with amazement. You, can, you will conceive. And he gives the instructions. You will conceive. And he just goes down and shares and shares. And her response, I love this, is not one of rejecting what's being said. See, the difference between her and if you back up to John's father, he didn't believe. See, he wanted, Zechariah wanted proof. When the angel came to him about Elizabeth going to have a baby, and it said nothing of the Holy Spirit conceiving none of that, he just said that y'all going to get together, she going to have a baby, and he was like, yeah, right. That's in essence what he said, right. He said, I need a sign. Brother, you got an angel standing in front of you. What other sign you need? Like you see angels every day. That was my thought. I was like, like you see angels every day. Look, look, you, you almost passed out. It says when you were in the temple and the angel showed up, you thought you were a dead man. But then all of a sudden he starts to talk and you were like, I need proof. He said, here's your proof. You're not going to be able to talk until that boy is born because I don't want you saying another thing. He did. Shut his mouth. He's like, see, if it was me and I was an angel, it would have been, how's that for a sign? But Mary didn't do that. She didn't ask, I need proof. She asked for clarification because this made no human sense. Humans don't have babies without the joining of a male and a female in some fashion. Even today, they want to talk about that again. Even if it happens in a test tube, it still hasn't happened. That which belonged to a male has to be joined with a female for another life to come into play. However they do it. it ain't going to work no other way because that's not the way God designed it. And so... She says, how can this be seeing that I'm a virgin, that I've been with no one? And the angel answers her. He doesn't get upset. Same angel. Gabriel doesn't go, I'm going to give you a sign. No, he says to her, what's going to happen? Why? Because she's just like, I don't need proof, but I need clarification. She's already embracing what God is doing. See, now, for some of us here, my thoughts were, as I looked at this, you going to do what? Okay, hold on a second. Have you told Joseph about this? She didn't ask that. She's like, okay, have you told my parents? Have you told my family, my village? Because you know this is going to get out. Like, you do know I'm going to show after about three, four months. She's like, well, ho, ho, ho. I understand that, Lord. But this is going to put me in a really interesting position. I didn't believe it, and I'm the one chosen to have the baby. So you know no one else is going to believe this. Wait a minute, you mean God will put me in a position that I may be misunderstood? Yes. You Hold on a second. You mean God may put me in a position where there may be some embarrassment from a human perspective? Yes. But it's not for the sake of embarrassing. Is not for the sake of putting you out. 
is, it is for the sake of accomplishing his will and demonstrating who he is to the world through you. And in this case with Mary, what he ended up doing is he said, I, I have chosen you. She saw it as he said, I have chosen you. You know, you know, that which will come through you will be holy, will be called the son of God. I, I, I can't even imagine the expression on her face, what's going on inside. Y'all, look, look, this is not some cartoon. This really happened. She had this engagement with this angel. And look, all of you mommies in here, if you had that happen, you would be just, okay, wow, wait, wait, that can't, nah, man, what? Every day you feel and be like, wow, there is actually a baby in there. I'm actually starting the show. And I haven't been with my husband. What? Wow, this is, this is weird. Let's stop deifying Mary. She had human feelings as well. And it says she pondered and treasured these things in her heart later. The deal was God chose her for something that seemed totally impossible. Now, God is not choosing us to do that, but there are times that God will pull you out and will choose you for things, and you're like, yeah, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. I had these plans for my life. And I almost want to wonder, for those of us that do that, that if we saw what God had planned and had wanted to do, if we would say, nah, my, my plan was better. My plan for me was better. Now, the pain might be less in your plan. Maybe even some of the public misunderstanding might be better in your plan. But it would never be better for you. Where Mary was supposed to be was exactly where she was. Uh, this was what God had wanted for her. And her response was, Okay, help me understand, but I'm in. Why? Because the way she responded. First of all, the angel assures her, verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Yes, he was talking about first Elizabeth, because she knew Elizabeth family, but also understanding that her situation would seem humanly impossible. And when God was reminding her, there is nothing impossible with God. That scripture, yes, is for her in that context, but it's for you and I. Please understand, if God is wanting something to happen in which involves you, even though it seems impossible, God says there is nothing impossible with God. If I can cause a woman to conceive a child, without the help of a man, which is how the biological process happens. What can I not do? Mary's response says it all. In the home that Christ would grow up in, in the kind of mom that she would be. Verse 38 says, and Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. And I tell you and I, that is what God wants from each of us, regardless of what he is calling us to do. And some of us think it's, it's some big event. God is calling me some big event. No, God is actually calling you and I to live holy every day. And are you saying, I am the servant of you, Lord? Let it be to me according to your word. What does God's word say? that you are saying, I'll live in accordance with. 
What is God's word saying for how you live your life, how you make your choices, what you do, where you go, what you choose? Can you say, I am doing this in accordance with your word, Lord? In other words, I'm living out your word. That's what he's saying. Mary says, Lord, I will live out your word. And boy, sometimes, I wonder after she got big and folk were giving her the serious side eye, because they knew, come on, this is a small village. This ain't no big town. This ain't like Indy. Live on the east side. No one on the west side knows you. This is Nazareth. I'm trying to find a small town here in Indy that might even match. Muncie was big city. Southport is big city compared to Nazareth. Find a small town. I know one, Rose Hill, North Carolina. That's where my mom is from. One stoplight, center of town. That's all you got. You pass through there. It used to be flashing. Now as we've all grown up, it's a full-fledged stop. <laughs> it is. It used to be red flashing on the main road, Highway 117. And Charity Road crossing was the yellow one. Be careful as you cross this. And that was it. Now it's a full-fledged stop sign, but almost everyone knows everyone. Whenever we would come down and would go to the store, people would ask us, who you kin folks, son? As they would ask us. I would tell my grandmother's name, okay. That was for several reasons. You, don't, you are not from this town. We watching you. And it was also, you know, mind your manners, because I know your kin folk. But that's how, so, so when you think about that, for her, she would be seen. She would be known. And it would be known that the ceremony didn't happen today. People can count. They look at her and be like, you know how y'all do? I'm like, well, well, hold on a second. When did they conceive this child? They got married eight months ago. They got married. Come on, y'all. That, that's, that's how we are. And so she knew the misunder. It didn't matter. I am going to live this out. But please don't think that those things didn't bother her. They may have, but she was more concerned with living out the Lord's word than what you and I thought about her. And then we get to Joseph. Turn to Matthew. Chapter 1, verse 18. And Matthew writes, and of course, he's telling his story. Remember, Luke was getting to the point of where he wanted people to know, the writer to know that who Jesus is. Matthew was concerned with you also knowing who he is, but looking at how he fulfilled all the prophecies, and he is the Messiah, the promised one. But it says now his birth, after the great genealogy, and I'm going to tell you, if you miss that, please go back and hear that sermon. Please go back. It's on our YouTube channel. Go back. Now, the birth of Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. 
I'm going to stop there for a second. That was a statement. Joseph didn't know that. And her husband, I'm going to tell you because they weren't officially married, but they were. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man, some virgins say a righteous man, and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. And so first off, you see, here was a man who was living out his faith in conjunction with his relationship with others. Please understand, he had every right to expose her and to cause her great shame to her family, harm to even her because of what happened. This put Mary in a position to where her misunderstanding could have cost her everything. He said, would the Lord do that? No, the Lord did that. But he did clear it. But Joseph here, now he has, he has seen, he has known what has happened. And as I've said before, can you remember that conversation? Come on, brothers. It's the Lord's child, Joseph. God caused me to conceive. Right. He obviously didn't believe that this was from the Lord. Why? Because he was, he was required. Jewish law, he could not go through. It would bring shame to his family, to their, to their culture, to the people. He had to, he had to divorce her, but it was where you put her out there and what happens, happens. And it says him being just or righteous. So here, him being just or righteous meant Yes, I'm going to expose this wrong. But that's not what was the outcome of him being just and righteous. Him being just and righteous would deal with the wrong in a merciful way. That should speak volumes to some of us. We are quick to jump on people when they are wrong and go, you are wrong. But a just man, yes, you're wrong. Yes, we have to deal with it but I'm not trying to destroy you. He says, I got to do this. And you know it pained him. But I got to do it privately. That's what quietly meant. I got to do it privately. I'm not trying to put you out there. I don't know what you got yourself into. It's going to be known, but man, I, I, I'm not going to do that. That speaks to me about the kind of home that he would come into. Yes, somebody that will live by God's rules, but will not live with it with this animosity and this hatred for when people fail. But he also wasn't going to condone sin. He also wasn't going to say, it's okay. It's okay. That's just that one time. No. He's like, I'm going to deal with it. And he was considering what to do. I'm wondering at what point when he did, because it said that Mary, if you read the Luke account, left and went to live with Elizabeth for three months. And I don't know, but when she came back, might have been just like, like, like hold, hold on a second. Whoa, whoa. What didn't happen at Auntie Liz's? <laughs> She's showing. Or maybe she told him, we don't, we don't get that, but here's what we do get. He knew. And it, it, and please, these are human. He must have been wrangling with that. If you've ever been in a situation where that has happened to you, when, 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 
when someone has broken trust, when someone has been unfaithful, when someone has done something that has hurt you, if you're ever in that, you know some of the feelings. And our responses come from them feelings. And Joseph still was measured with it. He was like, man, I... Families got them together. He thought about all, I, I would imagine he thought about all the consequences of this. And it says, and while he was considering it, an angel came to him in a dream. I always wondered why the angel came to Mary in person and came to him in a dream. I don't know. Scripture doesn't say. Maybe Joseph couldn't handle it. I don't know. See, that would have been me. Come to me in a dream, Lord, please. Because if you show up in person, I may not hear a word you say. Which always gets me a time with folks that talk about, I saw the Lord and he appeared to me and he appeared to me. I read a story once about a guy who said, I was in my bathroom shaving and Jesus appeared in my, in my, in my bathroom with me. And as I continued to shave, he said, and the person that was relaying said, Jesus appeared in your bathroom and you kept shaving? <laughs> I, I might have cut my throat <laughs> in just a sheer shock. But Joseph, in a, in a dream, the angel comes to him and says, he says, verse 20, but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, referred to his lineage, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And so while he was considering uh, doing the right thing, but in a graceful and loving way, God came in and said, let me help you. She's telling the truth. This is of me. This is of God. This is the Lord's doing. Now, I'm going to tell you part of my thought. Some of you have been saying, like, really? Like, I, why? Do you know the embarrassment that's going to happen with us? You know what I'm going to have to put up with? Do you know what I'm going to have to deal with? Do you know all the stuff that's going to happen as a result of this? No, he didn't. He gets the news. He gets what's to happen. He also gets the name. I want you to notice something. God is dealing with them separately. I love when the Lord does that. God is dealing with them separately so that when they come together, neither one of them are guessing, well, no, the Lord told me. He ain't tell you. No, God dealt with both of them separately. So when they came together, there was no doubt. I love how the Lord does that with us. And so he tells them, look, look. What is happening is of God. Verse 21, she shall bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. I want you to notice something. Matthew really harps on this fact of God being with us. He does it here at the beginning. And he does it at the very end of Matthew. Remember when he says, and behold, I am with you always, 
even to the end of the age. Matthew wants his readers to understand that Emmanuel was not just for, for that time at his birth, but Emmanuel was continually at his birth, during his ministry, in his death, burial, and resurrection, and now into now going forward, he says he will always be with you. When God comes, he doesn't leave. And so he shows us that. And so Joseph's response, Joseph's response is what? He hears it. You shall bear a son. This is fulfilling prophecy. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he was like, man, what did I eat last night? I had this dream that said that Mary's baby was from the Lord. Whatever. No, look at what, he is just like Mary. Both of them separately made decisions to walk in obedience to the word of the Lord. That's the kind of home that God wanted his son to be in. That's the response you and I must have when we are chosen by the Lord for anything, even if it inconveniences you, even if it causes you pain, even if it causes you misunderstanding, even if it causes you friends and family. God wants your response, especially parents, to be just like Mary and Joseph's response. What is Joseph's response? He says, Joseph, when Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, meaning they did not have sexual relations, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus because the father had the naming rights. Told mom so that she would know, but for, but for dad, this is the name you are to give him. Did the same thing with Zechariah. You ought to call him John. And the only time he opened his mouth was when it was to tell people what he was going to call John. Because everything else that was coming out of that was not good. I want us to see. You don't hear about Joseph really again. As a matter of fact, some believe that he had died before the earthly ministry of Jesus. You don't hear him mentioned. You don't see him. And yes, they had other children. But for Joseph, what is known about him, what is remembered about him, the last thing, the thing that said about him was he awoke after being engaged from the Lord and did as the Lord commanded. What's going to be said about you? What's going to be said about your life? What will be the one thing that people say about your life? Oh, she was a great singer. Oh, he was a great athlete. Oh, they were a great businessman. Oh, they knew how to handle money. Oh, man, they were rich. They had well off. How many of us will it be said they did what the Lord commanded? I love this. You know that household. No, it wasn't going to be perfect because the people weren't. But these were people that were used to being obedient at the hardest of times to be obedient. 
when all of who they were were put on the line, although they were honored through it. So here's what I wrote. This is how God wants us to respond when Jesus is brought to us. When we face the Christ of Christmas, he wants you to receive it. Embrace it. With all of the good things and maybe some of the embarrassing things you think it brings. This is how God wants us to respond to him choosing us. With embracing acceptance, with rejoicing. This is how God wants us to respond to his instructions for us. He gave them clear instructions and they followed it. They didn't, well, wait, what? Oh, come on, really, God? You think so? No, no, no. They, they received his instructions. And then lastly, how we are to live when Jesus comes into our home, into our lives. See, the Christ of Christmas should be the Christ of our lives. The Christ of Christmas must be the Christ that rules us. You see, time and time again, Mary pondered these things and treasured them in her heart. And so that when that time came for Christ to be crucified, yes, she was heartbroken like any mother would be. Yes, she cried deeply like any mother would. But she had understood all along what God was doing because he chose her in the process. Do you understand what God is doing as he has chosen you? Oh, he didn't choose you to birth a son. There was only one son of God, won't be another. But do you understand what God is choosing you to do? First of all, he's choosing you to live holy. Second of all, he is choosing you to represent him in every area and facet of your life. And third of all, he may cause you to do something specific but it'll only be because you are in the daily well. Why would God call you to an event when you can't even live daily for him? And so for me today, I thank God for this month. As you guys do all your celebrating, celebrate well and hard, safely. But just remember God's choice of you. And if you are not one in whom knows that you are sitting up under hearing this, you too can receive Christ. You too can be changed. You too can have him come. And don't think, why me? The response is more, thank you, God, for choosing me. You've been listening to the Solid Word Bible Church podcast, and we trust that you've been blessed. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at solidword.org. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week.